Hey, I'm Lydia Isnanto and this is Dreampreneur's Chat. It's a show where I chat with dream chasers all around the world who make their passion their paycheck, loving the risk they took and the job they do. On this show, I chat with Liana Walker, a freelance graphic designer and a business owner who strives to develop meaningful stationery. We talk about balancing life as a professional artist and building an art business. Try to not get burnout from learning, like take a break, but definitely just keep learning. Liana enjoys creating new trends instead of following old ones, and her best masterpiece of art always involves purposeful play. For this episode 13, would be great if you guys can check out the video podcast versions of my chat with Liana Walker as she shows her amazing artwork and paintings while she speaks on this podcast. You can watch at youtube.com slash Lydia Isnanto. All right. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Dreamprunce Chat Show. And we are so grateful today that we can have the honor to interview a specialist graphic designer. Her name is Liana Walker. She is also a freelance artist and she also a woman business owner of Midnight Stationery. Hi, Liana. Hi. <laughs> First of all, I'm so glad to be here and thank you so much for showing me your studio, which yeah. is very, very creative. So look at this. These are all her painting. First of all, maybe uh, audience want to know a little bit more about you, your why behind all this, yeah. your passion, and also your business. Yeah, my name is Liana Walker, and I got into freelance graphic design um, about a year ago, but I was a graphic designer for like 10 years, mm -hmm. and I was at a national magazine, um, and I moved up from a graphic designer to an art director, and then I left full-time and became self-employed as a graphic designer and I also opened my stationary company like within the past two or three years and so I'm completely self-employed right now um, I take on like corporate clients and individual clients wedding invitations logos branding all of that and I also am an artist, so this is some of my work, and I try to incorporate some of my art into my stationery. And this painting is not finished yet, but it's I will be selling that. Um, so I do sell some of my art. And my stationery company is not just greeting cards, it's also um, tote bags, wrapping paper, gifts, um, gift tags t-shirts. It's sort of like anything Hallmark would offer you. I try to provide all of that too. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, Liana, how do you find your inspiration? I am inspired by nature for sure. Um, going out in nature um, is definitely inspiring. I'm inspired by other artists. I love seeing how other artists um, interpret the world and what they create. I'm inspired by history, vintage, um, and famous artists of the past. Yeah, other graphic designers and um, product design. And also I'm inspired by culture. So I try to make my products culture relevant. Like if someone's saying a cute slang phrase, I try to like include that into my products, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, and music um, is an inspiration. So yeah. <laughs> Do you start this when you were young or, you know, like you just find this passion when you're adult or something? Yeah. So my mom actually put all me and my siblings in art classes from like very early on. My first wow. art class, I was in preschool. Okay. Yeah. And then I did fine art classes 
like throughout elementary school. Um, and in high school, I specifically like focused on art at my high school. So I've always been like an artist and um, I was a dancer, like a ballet and um, Irish dancer growing up. But like I kept coming back to fine art or graphic design and I got into graphic design in high school. So I learned Photoshop and Illustrator um, in high school. And then I studied it in college. Um, and I kind of looked around at other careers like elementary education and some other things, but I've landed back on art. And I really discovered that it's like my true passion. Like it, it's really what I want to do. So you have been uh, working full time uh, for 10 years or? Um, off and on, like not all 10 years. Okay. Yeah, so I started doing graphic design in high school and I took on some clients like throughout mm. um, college and high school. And then I worked as an ESL teacher in New York City and a nanny and a preschool teacher. So it wasn't always focusing on graphic design. And then I would say maybe five years ago or four years ago, I really just had this um, like awakening moment of like, I love art. I want that to be my career. So really graphic design full time the past like four years. Okay, so uh, what was the challenge when you first start uh, Midnight Stationery? Yeah, so I was working for a national magazine in advertising and I loved what I was doing, but I wanted to move into an industry that was more personalized and I wanted to create designs that weren't just thrown away, like like basically junk mail designs. <laughs> I wanted to create designs that really had meaning for people. So I focused on stationery and I researched the market. Um, like um, I did a lot of research before I started. I did some local craft shows to like test the waters and see if my product stood out. And then I officially became a business like a year ago where I went like full time into it. There were a lot of challenges. Um, first, like financially, I had to make sure I had a budget. I had to know what I was getting myself into. And knowing my market um, is was a challenge. But once you research, it's it gets better once you know what you're involved with. Um, some other challenges would be getting your foot in the door and getting your name out there, whether it's with graphic design, getting your foot in the industry is really challenging. Accepting like any job you can get is really key when you're trying to get into the art industry, accepting any job practically. Um, but once you're in the industry, you definitely start to learn about it and um, can like move about the industry more. And then with the stationary business, I think just learning about how to start a business is mm. definitely like that was challenging. And still to this day, I continue learning how to run a business. There's a lot of challenges, but um, you just have to keep pushing through and asking for help. Um, mm. And yeah, definitely a lot of people helped me along the way, yeah. So um, you just moved from Pennsylvania mm -hmm. uh, and now you're in Austin for about three months. Mm -hmm. Is that most of the art you sell, is it like uh, hard copy and kind of like mm -hmm. this or is it like most of them are online? 
So when I was in Pennsylvania, I had my art in about five stores locally, and I also have an online store. But when I moved, because I was so far away, I had to pull out of a lot of those stores because it would have been too challenging um, because they were just little local like mom and pop shops. So in Austin, I definitely want to get connected with local stores here. And most of the art I sell is prints. Um, I've sold a few paintings, but it's really hard to let go of a painting, an original. Mm. Um, But I am going to sell this one. But most of it's either online as of now, um, or it will be in a local store, hopefully in the next year or so. So talking about your painting Mm -hmm. while you're showing this, can you tell us like how long actually do you take for, let's say, draw something like this? Uh, the big one and also like kind of like a small one like this. So this is the biggest painting I've ever done. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's like um, exciting to me because I really wanted to try a big painting. This one so far, I've spent probably like six hours on it so far. And I've had to break it up and it it might be even more than that. Mm. Um, But I had to break it up through like four different days. Mm -hmm. It's really cool because I respect people that paint that scale because mm. it's been really challenging to yeah. paint like that size. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, but then like this one took me um, like an hour or two mm. to do this, wow. the fox. And same with the trees. That one was like an hour. Mm. So it just depends. Um, mm. Usually it doesn't take me super long to create something. Yeah. And so your process, um, let's say, to have this inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, so once you have that inspiration in your mind, so do you immediately draw into the painting, the canvas, or do you draw somewhere else first? You know, as a sketch, or how do yeah. you how is how is the process from your mind to yeah. <laughs> the painting? Yeah. So some of my abstract paintings, I don't have a vision in mind. Sometimes I'll just um, have colors that I want to use. Um, those two paintings are abstract Mm -hmm. and or I just don't have anything in mind I just have the paint out and I start Um, but for this one I actually took a photograph of that like three years ago of this koi fish pond and I really wanted to paint it and I thought about it for years and now finally I did it and it's not complete, like I said, but um, what I did is I sketched the whole thing on here and I took the photograph, I printed it out, I do a grid and then I do a grid on here so I can get the proportions correct. Mm. And then I start with the furthest back thing in the picture and work my way forward. So the blue was the first thing mm. and then the green leaves and then I'll do the fish and then I'll like circle back and do more to the green and then I'll coat it with a, um, an art resin glossy and make it look like it's water. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. And so do you um, transfer this idea to the stationery as well? And yeah. um, like becoming a card or, you know, like all those uh, souvenirs, you do that? Yeah. yeah. When I create a design on the computer, like a, um, mm-hmm. a product or a greeting card, I sometimes have a vision in mind but other times I don't and I just open up a blank document and I start playing around. I think the biggest thing an artist can um, use is play, like playfulness, like a child. If you get too rigid, 
you get really stuck and you can be a perfectionist and like the best designs and the best paintings in my opinion usually come out of someone just playing around mm -hmm. and seeing what they create. So that's definitely how I try to create. Yeah. Uh, this is talking about your midnight stationery. Mm -hmm. It's totally, completely out of your passion, out of your ideas and whatever come out in your mind, you know, like it's kind mm -hmm. of like fun for you. Mm -hmm. How about your work as a freelance graphic designer? Yeah. So that would probably a different game. Mm -hmm. it, it's something that what it, what does the client wants or what mm -hmm. does the company wants? And then how do you find the inspiration then, you know, like for to match, uh, to communicate well with what they need? Stay right there and we will be right back. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So I started working for the National Magazine um, three years ago. And through that process, I've worked on thousands and thousands and thousands of advertisements. I'm proud of what I create with them, but it's not like art for me. It's just an advertisement. Typically, I do like menus. I do... Um, like dentist postcards that you get in the mail, um, Sunday paper coupons, all of that I still do to this day freelancing. Mm -hmm. And it's not creating art, but it's still fun. But it's definitely um, very strategic, very systematic. Um, when I put together an ad, I know the image goes here, the text goes here. I know like how to make it look nice. It's not usually like a new brand new um, art creation. It's usually just like whatever is popular in our culture right now for advertising, that's typically what I'll create. Mm -hmm. So especially like I've done wedding invitations and logos and I've created some wedding invitations that I'm super proud of. And then other times I've created exactly what the couple wants and it's not anything I would have ever done. And it's not something that I even necessarily like, yeah. but it's something that I want them to be happy and I'll create what they want. So I definitely, um, when I'm working with a client, it's a different story for it's sure. Yeah. yeah. But I do turn away some clients if they're asking for something that I just, it's too different or I just don't. I don't love it, then I definitely turn them down sometimes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would definitely like to do my own art and my stationery full time, just that by itself. I like providing a service for people with their graphic design. I like helping them because there's not that many graphic designers that people know. So it's nice when a friend or family or someone in my network contacts me. I like being able to help them create their invitations or whatever it is. Um, but I ideally would love to just do my own art. I like to create with my stationary designs outside of the design mm -hmm. um, like trends, I guess. Like I try to create designs that are just whatever I love and what I want instead of like a pizza ad map of mm -hmm. so to speak yeah i think this has happened for most of the artists and uh, creatives like i think like for me example um i'm a filmmaker um like my aspiration is like making a movie with a great impact but then that will be like a lot of investment at first um a lot of um, adventure you know all the, takes a lot of time whereby in the midst of that 
process. I will also need uh, to survive, as in like I will also need like a stable income, whereby then I will do a photography for, um, let's say, a company, you know, or uh, whatever they need, or even somebody who wants to take picture of their dog. I will do it. <laughs> I will do it as well. Which not every project, like you said, like not every project from the client is matched with what inside a heart. I mean, it would be nice if their project is like, hey, this is a story that I want to tell. But then there are a lot of times, so it doesn't, it's not the story that uh, touched my heart. Mm -hmm. This is a challenge where we need to balance between income and also like a passion where we wanted to see this passion has be like someday will become our full-time thing. How do you uh, balance yourself, you know, like between uh, as a creative person and also as a professional? How do you balance between your managing your creative moods and also uh, professionalism with them? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's a really good question. So um, that's very accurate everything you said even with my stationary company um i create some products that i only really created because i know they'll sell and they weren't products that i really like really loved so even within my stationary i still have some products that i'm like well i could create only my own thing but I also want to make things that people really want. So I will create more trendy things just because I know people will buy it. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, yeah, you have to make a living as well as your passion. So there's definitely a balance. Um, and even just taking on projects, if I'm doing my own project and someone's willing to pay me to do something for them, I have to look at my schedule and balance like, okay, well, which one will pay? Which one's worth investing in right now? Like my own like painting or this person's logo. When I'm creating a design for a client, um, they're, so I used to get like very resistant when someone was pushing back, like, I don't like your design. Um, but now I really got over that. And if you want to be in the design industry or an industry like that, you really have to have thick skin and you have to just, whatever they're saying, it's not personal. If you create a logo and they don't like it, it's not personal. Mm -hmm. So if they, um, if there's conflict between what I love and what they want, I'm at a point now where it doesn't, it doesn't bother me at all because I've, especially with my work in advertising, I really am used to, um, redesign, redesign, redesign. And most of the time, those redesigns have nothing to do with me or my designs. Mm -hmm. They have to do with the client. And they wanted, for example, I created a front cover for this magazine. And it was really pretty. It won an internal award in my company. Um, and the client wanted a picture of their children on the front. So they scratched the whole thing. And they put a picture of their children on the front. And that's what printed. And it's and I could either get really mad and take it personally and feel like a failure. Um, or I could just say that's what they want and they're paying. And that's really like the healthiest place to be when you're creating something for other people. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is really a very good um, example, especially in Austin. Like, you know, like you have a lot of uh, creativity and music and then you have also deal uh, with a project that you have to be professional. And this is a very good balance. Like 
just think that that is not personal. I mean, that is what they pay off and you just need to do um, until they like it, which is like, that is really good um, attitude, I must say. I would say what really keeps me going is that I've discovered that art is really my passion and that I'm good at it. When I worked at that national magazine, um, I moved from, my art, from a graphic designer to an art director in a really short time. And it was through that experience that I really was like, wow, like not only do I love this, but I'm actually really good at it. And I think when you find what you were created to do, like on earth, <laughs> um, or at least one tiny little aspect of what you're created to do, it really just drives you. It's your passion. So, um, but discovering that graphic design and art was my true passion, it took a lot. Like it took me trying being a teacher, being a preschool teacher, being a nanny and like considering other careers and um, wrestling with like what is my purpose and um, talking to like a business coach like I um, a business coach or just friends or family mm -hmm. so I didn't always know this is what I wanted to do mm -hmm. but once you really find your passions you just have this internal drive and um, yeah, yeah. Um, so Liana for our audience out there who are creatives and um, really want to make their arts and their craft to be a passion that make a paycheck for them. Uh, what would be your advice? Yeah. My advice would be, um, I heard this quote one time, a wise person knows when they don't know and they aren't afraid to ask those who do. And it's so true because if you don't know how to start your career, ask, ask everyone, ask mm -hmm. your parents, ask your friends, mm -hmm. look up um, role models on the internet, look up like, famous artists, look at their careers, how they did it. Um, be a student of your industry and try out different things. If you're not sure which industry, try different industries. Um, and even like if you want to be a graphic designer um, and you can't get a graphic design job, try like other jobs similar, like a um, family portrait photographer or like a um, like a pottery shop worker or something close it might not be exactly what you want but you're moving towards your goal so take um, any job towards your goal and take advice ask for advice um, look for a life coach a business coach um, there's so many tools on the internet um, youtube um, podcasts like this just yeah. keep learning and try to not get burnout from learning like take a break um, yeah. But definitely just keep learning. Okay, that is a, a good point because like, um, there's one more question. Like uh, for a lot of creatives who are le already, let's say, making our business and all that and burn out, which is like it happened all the time and for most of the creatives as well. So uh, what you do when you burn out and, you know, like what do you uh, find for yourself uh, to restore yourself and to get back up? Yeah. yeah. Like if I got burnt out, I would feel really bad. I would feel really guilty. I would mm. feel like I'm not producing enough. I would feel like it's my fault and I would really sort of beat myself up mm. in my head. But what I've learned is that um, this timing is my own. No one else is forcing me to create by a deadline, unless it's a real deadline, but <laughs> that's a different story. Yeah. Um, but like if I'm not creating or if I'm not like, achieving my own merits um no one else is mad at me only me so I need to so I basically 
don't get mad at myself. I let myself just be okay with taking a break or resting or um, I just really try to be really gracious with myself. Like Mm -hmm. if I don't want to finish this painting, if I don't have the energy to finish it in one week, that's okay. I'm not mad at myself. It's fine. There's no deadline for it. It's for my own fun. So really like getting to a place where you realize there's no deadline. Mm. So don't put pressure on yourself. Just relax. And um, there have been months where I don't listen to a single podcast. I don't listen to a single YouTube video. Mm. I don't read a book because I need to digest what I had previously listened to or Mm. um, like I am sort of burnout, I guess, but I just need a break and that's totally fine. So um, relaxing, like watching TV or Netflix or just like just chilling, pretending you're on vacation. It's totally good to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah that is really, really good. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Liana. I mean, this is a really inspiration, especially as a creative myself. That's why I wear this uh, from Boss Babe, <laughs> support woman artists. Today, I'm so glad to meet another artist like you. And so for audience out there who really interested with you and really interested with to know more about your work, uh, where should they find you? They can find me on Instagram um, and Facebook. My Instagram is Midnight Stationery, or my personal Instagram is my first name. It's kind of a weird spelling, so I'm sure you can link it. And then my website is lianam.com, and my business website is midnightstationery.com. And I have a Facebook page for both of those websites. And definitely reach out to me if you have any questions. I would be happy to talk to you about anything that we talked about or networking. So, yeah. And thank you so much for this. It was great talking to you. Thank you, Liana. (laughs) Okay, so thank you so much, audience, for you guys who are watching out there and listening. And uh, for all the creatives, uh, don't forget to take a break and take a rest. Thank you guys for tuning in. Bye. See ya. This podcast is available on iTunes and other major podcast platforms. If you like this show, please subscribe and give your rating and review on iTunes. You can also watch the video podcast series at youtube.com slash Lydia Isnanto. Hey listeners, I want to end this 2018 by saying you guys, I deeply appreciate your support. Thank you so much for tuning in, watching, sharing, reviewing, rating this podcast really means a lot. And I want to give a shout out to Cassandra McClure. Thank you so much for your reviews saying that Lydia's podcast is inspiring. You can tell Lydia is passionate and humble in all her podcasts. Love that she interviews so many different types of creatives. And I will keep sharing each podcast reviews in the upcoming future episode. See you on the next brand new chat. Until then, remember to share your story with someone because you never know how one sentence of your life story could inspire others to rewrite